Welcome back. It's the Footy LG boys back for another episode of the Footy LG pod where you can hear this and much more on our Spotify. Go back here past episodes. This one's not going to be as aggressive as last week's when we shit talk TFC <laughs> for about an hour. But, but you know, here, here we are. Um, I think we got to start off and kick off this episode, Tony, with, with the Vinny stuff. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's it's fucked up what's going on. It really is. I mean, like, I think the the more crazier part, I think, like, once, I mean, realizing that this shit's still going on is ridiculous, but it's to see how the re- how La Liga reacted in almost against Vinny. Yeah. You know, that's the part that kind of shocked me, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it's supposed to be one of the most reputable, one of the biggest leagues in the world, and they didn't know how to handle the situation i don't think they still have don't have any idea how to handle this no they don't they don't at all and it's it's almost embarrassing now because it, it's just comical because they're just they don't understand what's wrong this is a human yeah. being this is a human being who's going out there he's having people make mannequins of him and hanging them mm-hmm. yelling at him all these racial insults all these things about him dying and stuff like that it's it's fucked up yeah, and then to have the Liga president come out and say, "Oh, but he's taunting them." It, it's like, no. are you serious right now? Is that is that the is that is that the the problem here? Yeah, I agree. So stupid. <laughs> you know, like it's such a joke. Get, yeah, like it has to get to the point. Like, I kind of like Ancelotti's comments at the end, where he refused to talk about the game and just talk about the problem. That's yeah, going as on he right should. Now. As he should. You know, and I think it's at that point now. I don't know if you agree that the UEFA and FIFA have to start, you know, giving penalties or taking points away for this shit. Yeah. Because it's never going to end. If you if we continue to just get slaps on the wrist and one or two people get kicked out of stadiums, it's never going to stop. That's it. They you they know? kicked they they kicked out and banned three fans from the stadium. That mm-hmm. whole stadium was chanting racist shit at Vinicius. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Spain can fuck off the country as a whole. They're all racist sons of bitches, all right? I have a cousin yeah. who just came back from Spain, and the way she was talking, the way they talk about race there, it's a lot different than here. You know, here we yeah. know it's bad. Like, you can't be saying this, but we have that history as well. Like, the States, I know we're Canada, but the States had slavery and all that stuff and things like that it makes mm-hmm. it a lot different here than it is over in Europe. They find it just as, like, a joke, and it's funny. And and it's not. They need no. to realize that it's – it, it's a bigger issue than just, oh, we're just chirping and blah, blah, blah. It's not the same thing. These people are all scumbags. Uh, I, I would make them, I would make that team not have any fans for the rest of the season, which is one one or two games, one game. Yeah, I, I, I would get to the point of they have to, like, you know, if this gets to a point, like, penalties for the other team. Like, yeah. you know, we always talk about how fans have an influence in the game in positive ways for home teams. But, I mean, to see that and then – the part that another I just remember now, the other part that really made me sick was the Valencia goalie that pretty much puts Vinicius Jr. in a chokehold. And it's like, buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how yeah. are you defending these people? And I forget the name of the – I think Musala, the American player on Valencia, that's, it was one of the few that I saw come out saying that he was against what his fans were doing. So kudos to him. But, I mean, just disgusting and – you know, I know normally we talk about more fun things and positive stuff, but this has we have to talk about this, right? No, I agree. I I, I think you know. it's I think it's awful. Um, it, it really has no place in the game. No, and it's just unfortunate to see 
Vinicius Jr. had to go through that. Uh, on the selfish side, because, <laughs> um, you know, someone's got to bring it up. On the selfish side, there's rumors now coming out that Vinny wants to leave Real Madrid. He wants to get out of Spain. Well, uh, England is a nice alternative. And I hear Casemiro has been, you know, putting that little feelers out there that if you were to leave, man, you yeah. could be an attractive landing spot. And holy, England, that would be unreal. Vinny, Vinny's in good hands. England's only racist when they play on their the national team. Exactly. He's not English, so he's fine. <laughs> so he's never got to deal with the racism in England because we only care about the national team. Um, You're 100% right. Exactly. I mean, I think I think he's good enough to go to uh, England. I think he'll light it up there for sure. Whatever team gets him will be very – very lucky team. He'll be a big solution, but it's a shame because Vinny does his way of play does kind of describe Real Madrid, you know? Yeah. That star, you know, you want to, you have that big young star that's going to become a legend of that club and he was on pace, but sadly it's going to be hard to not, it's hard not to expect him to leave, you know? No, I, I understand it. It's, it's, it's unfortunate for him, but I mean, sticking in Spain right now, we got a Europa League final mm-hmm. that we didn't talk about last week. Uh, so, I mean, it's a shitty transition because obviously talking about something so sad like uh, the the shit that Vinicius is dealing with. But fuck it. Let's get a little bit lighter in here. We got a Europa mm-hmm. League final. Um, pretty impressive that Jose Mourinho mm-hmm. is in another final in Europe. I mean... Great for him. I, I I love me some Jose Mourinho. So glad to see him back there. Him and the reason we said it's a shitty transition because Sevilla, a La Liga team, is in the final as well. They took it Juventus yep. uh, to make their way to the final. Sevilla versus Roma, Tony. It's another Italian in a European final, which they have one in every single European competition this year. Is this the one they win? Because you know I'm thinking that they're not going to win Champions League, and you know oh. they might not win Conference League. Is this the one that they win? Well, Mourinho's got that great record, right? He's six and zero or five and zero, sorry, um, in the European finals. And but then again, on the other hand, Sevilla is you know the Europa League team. I think they've won it like six in the last ten years or something like that, or the last twelve years. So. I think it is. I think this is a good opportunity for Roma. Roma has the best chance out of the three finals to win. And I think that just comes down to Mourinho. He is just a big-time coach, and he knows how to put those lineups out to win. And it's it's almost – how do you say it? I guess almost po- poetic because, you know, everyone talks doesn't talk about Mourinho as a good coach, but he had a comment that said the goal was to make Champions League this season. And I had high expectations in Serie A for this team. But then Mourinho came out and said, how do you expect to make Champions League with only $7 million, spending only $7 million in the summer? And it's a crazy thing because now he's one game away from actually doing that. Yeah. In this day and age of football, where money, spending money is the majority of the teams that make a Champions League, is, well, that's what they do. And this guy has potentially the chance to do it with just $7 million spent. Like, that just shows how good this guy is. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. I mean, they also have two games left in the league, Mm -hmm. which they could push their way up to Champions League if Milan falters, but I doubt it. You never know. You never know. They still have a shot. I mean, they need to get ahead of Atalanta to at least guarantee Europa again. Unless, of course, they win the final and then they don't got to worry about anything and then boom, bang, bing, they're back in Champions League. So 
I, I hope they win it. I think Jose Mourinho is, is a top three coach of all time. A lot of people don't give him the credit he deserves. This guy has won everywhere he's gone. Uh, he wins yeah. big titles with small teams. He won one with Porto, a Champions League with Porto. He won a Champions League with Inter Milan. Like, this guy is a winner, all right? Mm-hmm. And the past few years, people have been kind of selling his name because he hasn't been as successful in his past ventures. But this guy's a winner. Uh, if he can win another Europa League, it just adds to it. People are saying Pep is higher than him in the final ranks. I don't think so. No, I think I they're think very, so. I think they're very close. But Pep doesn't have that Euro European success like Mo has. Uh, he's the special one for a reason. Pep Guardiola's won trophies when he has hundreds of million dollars to spend. Jose Mourinho won a Champions League with fucking FC Porto. Like I know that's my team, and I know no hate meant towards them. I love them so much, but they're not a team that should be winning Champions League ever. Uh, right they're not even a top, from a top five league in europe like they're the last they're the last i guess small team to win it technically right yeah so. i can't i can't think of one since then like yeah it's tough so so i mean big big on him i hope mo could take it home um speaking of actually pep guardiola and former teams that he's won with Bayern munich mm-hmm. they're not, are they gonna win the league this year i don't think so two show literally they fired that other guy so they wouldn't bottle the league, and right now they bottled they, the league. So bottled the league. He bottled Champions League. Bottled the BFB Copal. Like wow! Like this guy just fell right there's, through. I could be wrong, but there's only one game left, right? Yeah. So Germany only has 34 30, games. Instead of 34 games. games. Yeah. yeah. So Dortmund has Mainz, um, who is in the ninth, in ninth place in the in the Bundesliga. Uh, very winnable game. Dortmund's at home. Should be no problems there. They win that. They win the league. I mean, uh-huh. I I don't see Bayern even having a chance now. Like, No, I don't. I think Dortmund is kind of meant to be. I mean, this team hasn't won in, I think it's almost nine years, if not ten years, I believe. And it's just, they had a nice start to 2022, uh, sorry, 2023, where they went like undefeated for like a month. Yeah. Right? And then um, they fell through, but, you know, they just kept going. I mean, Jude Bellingham has been unreal. And it's – Well, this, yeah, is why it's good. this is why it's good for Dortmund, too, that they win this year because their best player is leaving in the summer oh, most sure. likely. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good that they, that, that they win this year because, you know, uh, starting next year, I don't think they're going to be seeing uh, any, any titles coming their way with Bayern still there and their best player leaving them. But hey, you know what? I love Bayern. I want to see them succeed. They got players that I absolutely love on that team. You know, uh, well, Davies and Cancelo love both of them. But even guys like Musiala, Sané, like they're just a fun team to watch. Uh-huh. I, it sucks they're not going to win the league this year. But you know, that's what happens when you hire a bum like Tuchel to coach your team. I know. Like it's crazy. Like it's just because it's not like there was a lot of injuries on this squad. Like I think Davies was out for a bit, but the reality was that that Bayern squad had everyone ready to go. All right, so Tony, and... Tony, hmm. you know I I know how much you are a conspiracy theorist. Yes. Right. Hear me out here. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. Tuchel cannot win the league with Dortmund, so he goes okay. He moves on to go coach Paris Saint Germain. He goes Chelsea gets fired. He's looking, but he always has that soft spot for Dortmund. They're his first big team. He sees yeah. an opening at Bayern Munich and thinks, hey, <laughs> let me get higher there and bottle the league so my boys in yellow can lift the cup for the first time in, in the past 12 years. <laughs> Ch- chance? I mean, 
I mean, it looked like Jorginho was doing that for Ars- for Chelsea to Arsenal, right? Exactly. So, um, actually, it's funny you said that. You just remind me of a, another thing. Uh, so, Marco Royce, uh, if Dortmund do pull this off, it'll be his first Bundesliga title, which is was shocking to me when I saw it. But um, crazy fact about Marco Royce, uh, when he plays for Germany, they lost in the first round. They, they were eliminating the World Cup. When he was When he was on the bench, they won the World Cup. Now, all those years with Dortmund starting, they never won. The year he's coming off the bench is the year they're going to probably win. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of good things. I mean, it's little things like that. But, yeah, the Tuchel one is, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that one. You know, secret, agent, secret agent TT <laughs> coming in here to help Dortmund seal the deal. Because, I mean, in any other season, when has a team like Bayern Munich – lost some of these games that you're seeing them lose right like they lost at home to leipzig 3-1 at home yeah they lost on the road to werder bremen okay they lost to mains 3-1 like they tying hoffenheim at home like they're not this is not the bayern team that we're used to seeing no and it's it's crazy because like if you fail at bayern to me you fail as a coach because that team, especially if you want to become a high-profile coach, Bayern should, is, yeah, is you like the not... stepping stone to do it. Like, that should be the one that, hey, buddy, you know what, you know what you're doing if you can do it at Bayern, you know? Yeah, you should not be failing at yeah. Bayern Munich. Bayern like you Munich. can't – yeah. And I think – I don't even know if you could put on Tuchel. I think it's upper management on this team because to get rid of the, the coach the, that was before, the, it's well, insane. That, that was nuts. Know? The team has the talent. They do. Like, that's the thing. Like, And now at this point, like, you look at a guy like Davies who's – Probably other contract in the year. Byron for sure will resign him. But do you want to come back to this team yeah. when you see what's going on? Like they're firing a good coach halfway through. You know, you're you're bringing a guy who failed at Chelsea, and then yeah. you know now you look at yourself. You're gonna you're you're destined to lose the title. Do you really want to stick around for another year of this? Because let's be honest, this Bayern Munich team with Tuchel next year is not going to compete in the Champions League. Uh, so, you know, hey, Tuchel does do well in Champions League, though. You got to remember, like, he... Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I just doesn't... So his I contract... Think... So Davies' contract does run up in 2024, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, no. 2025, it looks like. June 30th, 2025. Okay. So he still got he still got a good two seasons... Uh, or, sorry, yeah, two seasons left there. But maybe if he's thinking about leaving, maybe they sell him. Yeah, I was gonna say because if these Real Madrid rumors are true that you know him and Bellingham are their top two priorities, then dude, that would be insane. I, I don't, see, I don't see him sticking around. Honestly. Dude, that would be insane. Imagine a Canadian player starting for Real Madrid. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it'd be one, <laughs> one, one can only dream, man. One can only dream. That would be so. That would be so cool. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a tough spot that Bayern's in. I, I I don't know what's gonna happen there, but I guess it'll be an interesting off season for them to see what goes on. Oh, for sure, it's gonna be next around the next weekend is gonna be fun to watch this game. Yeah, I I I agree. Uh, let's let's get out of Europe. Let's head over this the overseas to Toronto for a bit. But before we get there, let's take a little pit stop with some top bins trash bins. Yes. So, um, your buddy Mark Goldbridge. Um, I always like seeing his comments and stuff like this, but he had a very interesting one. Uh, we kind of talked about it earlier in the pod, but um, he says that Pep 
struggling with Man City pretty much shows he's not the best, one of the best coaches ever. But he said if you put Klopp in that Man City team, he would already won the trouble. Well, what what does Goldberg mean? Pep struggling with Man City. I mean, they I just they just they is, just they just won the EPL. Like I think it's uh, what he means is like this is the first year that they actually have a solid shot at the trouble. Like every other, and it's true. The last few years, he's either lost a semi in the Champions League or lost the car, the cut one of the cups. Like this is their first solid time after all those years in City. Ah, uh, I mean they've won the league how many years now in a row? Like, I know. I. I I don't know. I wouldn't say Klopp would do better. I, I don't know for sure. You know me. I'm not Pep Guardiola's biggest fan, but you still have to respect what he's done. I mean, mm-hmm. he's dominating there. He's had his year, uh, troubles in Champions League. It's noted wherever he's gone, but he's also won it with Barca. I uh, did he win it with Bayern? No, he didn't win the Champions League with Bayern. Okay, so but he still he's got one. You know, he's had the troubles there, but in the leagues he's dominated. I mean, mm-hmm. FA Cup. Who cares? You know, yeah. care about Cup really. Who gives a shit? Um, it, it's the, to me, it's not like, oh god, they don't they don't win the FA Cup. It's it's the thing. The guys won the EPL the past one, two, three, three years and five four, four in the past five. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, five in the past six. Like you know what I mean? Like the past six years, he's won it five times. He's won the FA Cup once. He's won the Carabao Cup four times. The guy's done everything but Champions League. And even then, they made it to the finals in 2020, yeah. 2021. So I, I'm not going to say struggle is a right word to show. Uh, I don't think that's proper. Would Klopp do different? Who knows? Would Guardiola make that Liverpool team better? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um but I, I wouldn't agree with what he said. I'm giving that trash bins. I don't agree with Yeah, because he kind of went on to say, oh, Guardiola only did Barca and Bayern, where Klopp did, you know, Mainz and then Dortmund and then Liverpool. But it's like, it's not it's not Guardiola's fault that his first job was Barca. You know, he, he won and he got paid to go to Bayern and he did well there too. It's the same reason why Klopp got to Liverpool from Dortmund. And, you know, now there's this potential rumor that says he's going to take over Napoli if Spalletti leaves. Like it's not their fault that these are the options that come along, you know. And Wait, who, who's who's taking over Napoli? So the rumors are I read is Spalletti is probably going to leave on a high note and retire, and Klopp is one of the top choices for oh, well, Napoli to go. It's that seven year thing. But hear me out. So you got Klopp, who has been with Liverpool now for seven years. Yeah, he's won one Premier League and one Champions League. And one Champions League, yes, granted. But you know what? It looks yeah. like Man City's going to have that one this year now, too. Yeah. So, so and how long has Guardiola been at Man City? I want to say 10 years. He's been there since 2016. Oh, so, sorry, so seven years. That's that's about the same time that Klopp has yeah. been at um, Liverpool. Actually, Liverpool. Klopp, was, Klopp was there a year before in 2015. So oh, in that, I didn't know that. So in that time that Klopp's been at Liverpool – a year before Guardiola's at Man City, Guardiola, <laughs> Guardiola has wiped wipe the floor with Liverpool. <laughs> this is his sixth, or no? That no. So he's, he's this this year was his fifth Premier League. Took Klopp's one. Mm-hmm. They both have one FA Cup. Uh, Klopp has one EFL Cup or the Carabao Cup, where <laughs> uh, Guardiola has four. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's he's crushing him across the board. Yeah, you know what? You could say Man City spends more money, but it's not like Liverpool doesn't spend the money either. 
Yeah, that that lineup is not fucking homegrown uh, youth talent and fucking free transfers. That is a lot of money spent there. The years the years that Pep's Guardi- uh, Pep's Man City team didn't finish first, they finished second, and only yeah. once did they finish third in the Leicester year. That's the only time. Other than that, they've only finished second or first in the EPL. Klopp can't say that about his Liverpool teams. No, uh, I, I I think there's it's a no brainer when you look at it. Yeah, not- Guardiola is the better manager than Klopp. Yeah. Hist- historically, when you look back on it, and even when you look at their things today, Klopp had a bad year this year. He picked it up at the end, but there that team was tough. That team was yeah. real rough at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I I would I would say that's I would disagree with that big time. Yeah, well, me as well. All right. So for the second uh, top this trash fins, um, I came across this list on Instagram the other day, and it's the hundred best local food cities. Uh, lo- 100 best cities for their local cuisine. And out of 100, 24 of them are American cities. Uh, top is trash bins. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 24 are American cities for local cuisine? Yeah, so the top local cuisines in the city ranked 1 to 100, and 24 American cities were picked on this list. Okay, was this survey strictly done in the U.S.? That's fucking bullshit. I'm assuming, because it was crazy. Like The second country beside it is 14 for Italy. No, I but 24 I, American cities. You know what one of the cities were? What? In like 70th place, Key West. Okay, look. See, my thing is they probably have good food there, but it's like food from all around the world. It's not fucking I know. Key West food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are, like are I, you... I have never heard of someone say, oh, you know, like this cuisine from Key West. Like you always see like Asian cities and what their, their cuisines and European cities, but I've never heard anyone say, oh, you should have tried this in Key West. You know, like it was like, I don't know how they did it, but I got to give trash bins for that, man. Yeah, I'm with you. That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, maybe like I could think in my head for American cuisines that I would actually rank in the top 100 for cities is Texas for barbecue, like the Texas barbecue. Maybe you could put in the top 100. Um, Dallas was on the list. That's, that's like a Texas one. So like one of them there for the, for that t- style of barbecue. Uh, even like if you want to do like a Tennessee for like the barbecue, okay. I don't believe Nashville is on the list. I don't know where else you're going. New York, right New York was number seven in the world. New York is food because good food from all around the world. They have great restaurants. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but yeah, New York was number seven. Uh, Los Angeles eighteen. Chicago. What is San okay? Okay, <laughs> Let, let's finish. What food is native to what is what is Los Angeles cuisine? I call it. I, I figure, like, Mexican, to be honest. Then that's fucking Mexico, I know, dude! But that's the thing. Like, I don't know anything from L.A. Like, even then, Nashville was 44th. Okay, I can't, I can't, this is just it's an idiotic list done strictly then, in the States. Like, there's no way this was yeah, done around the Miami, world. Miami Beach got 68. That's because like, the I, people eating the food are yeah. staring at the hot chick's asses the whole time. <laughs> I'd say the food's unreal, too. I don't even know what I'm eating. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, Memphis was... 76, Dallas was 83. The two you answered, you said. So yeah, no, I, actually I, Miami's I, on here twice. Miami's Miami Beach and Miami. Because there's two, <laughs> there's definitely two different cuisines there. Like it was just, I don't know, but I, I had to bring it up because it was just crazy. Yeah, no, I give I give trash bins for that one for sure. All right, and for the last one, um, the new UCL format coming out in 2024, 2025. I don't know if you saw it, but it is now going to be a league table where 36 teams play eight times, four at home, four against on the road. 
top eight go right to the round of 16, then nine through 24 play a round of 32 uh, format. Then everything goes back to the normal way of Champions League. Why? Why? If it's not broke, why fix it? Yeah. I, I, I don't see why people are – they should keep trying to look away. So how can we improve? How can we improve it? It's great. I love Champions yeah. League. I love the group stage. I love that. Why do I need to watch another league? I have my leagues. I have the EPL. I have the La Liga. Yeah. I have Syria. I have the leagues I can watch when I want a league style. I want a mm-hmm. tournament style. I like the group stages. I like the next rounds. Why can't we have that? Like not for nothing. I even think they should put down only three games in the group stage. Because how crazy was this last World Cup with that final group stage game? Yeah. You know, like, I would even turn it down. Forget about six, do three games in the group stage. Well, you know they won't do less because I less know they won't, less money. But, but it's, like, just the intensity. That That's where, like, the, the intensity came, the fun to watch when it wasn't even your team or country, right? I mean, with six games in the group, you can still technically get that on, on the final. Yeah, it was not eight, as common, six, you know? right? No, like it's, that, it's, you know, it's like not, Brazil- but... You got to give each team two home, uh, three home games, right? Or the, uh, sorry, yeah. the equal amount of home games. With three games in a group, they're only going to get one, or they're going to get two, right? And it's unfair that yeah. way. This way, at least with six, each team gets three home, each team gets three away. Yeah. But no, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I give that big time trash bins. I don't need change in my Champions League. I like it the way it is. Yeah, I don't. I, I just it destroys. Like, I don't. Know. It just destroys it because like that group stage, it is a fun part of the group, right? Like that's where you see the upsets, and I think with the league table. We're only gonna see a team once. You don't get that rivalry upset the next time around, right? Yeah. Like, yo, know, we're gonna get them when we get home. No, you know. So, yeah, no, I don't like how that's going either. I think that's a first for our podcast. All three t- uh, trash bins. <laughs> it's, you know why? It's because we've become senile old bitches, because, <laughs> and the reason why is three letters: T F C. Yeah. Another week. Did we get the win? No. no. Hey, did we get a draw? No. We <laughs> lost 1-0 to Austin FC with a goal by Jassy Zardes in the 91st minute. We did yeah. not record a single shot on target. We had 37% possession. This team was utter garbage. Mm-hmm. And no Insignia. So I can't blame him for sucking. I could just blame him for staying home and not being there, which again, whether that's his decision which... or not, who knows? Uh, we had Hedges back, thank God, but still no Rostead. So the back line was okay. We let one goal in in the 91st minute. Our yeah. midfield was not great, you know, and who would have thought that a midfield of Femi and Tono Glue, Mark Anthony K, Servania, and Kobe Franklin wouldn't light the world on fire? Who saw that coming? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we didn't get a single shot on net with Bernadeski playing just over 55 minutes. CJ Sapong, Richie Larray up there. Didn't get a single chance. Uh, we had six, I think we had six shots total, three shots, three shots total, none on target. Um, if you sat through and watched this game, sucks to suck. I have not watched the past two games now. Um, not because I didn't want to, obviously if I could have watched them, I would, I had other life plans that normally on a TFC game, I would say, Nope, I'm going to stay home and watch and watch the TFC game past this game and the and the last game against Montreal sorry the last out of the last three games I watched the New York one midweek but Montreal and Austin I said you know what I got plans I'm not gonna sit uh kill myself through another two hours of Toronto FC football and thank god I didn't because if I watched that whole game and had to watch a one nothing loss in the 91st minute where we didn't even get a shot on net I would have pulled my fucking hair out uh-huh. 
But dude, you know what? These guys are just so depressing now. What what's what's going on, Tony? You know what? I know you got the I know you got the T, Tony. Not just yeah. the first letter of your name. And I know you said <laughs> so the first letter of my name is A. It's Antonio, dumbass. I know. But your short form name is Tony, and the first letter T. So spill it for us, bro. So yeah. So um, on Sunday I met up with uh, a few family members and um, someone close into the TFC uh, ranks who we'll just leave it to that at this point, um, was there as well. And um, he let me know a few things. And one is uh, the insignia, you know, which, you know, it's kind of a shocker or messaging you like, wow, insignia is injured again because what was reported on Apple TV, which was a short, like one second blip about it was uh, that he has a foot injury. Well, it turns out that uh, wasn't the case. Uh, it was more of a Bob Bradley kind of flexing his muscle and saying, no, fuck you. This is my team. And he left Insignia at the hotel, um, which kind of, if you, if you had watched the game, you would have seen that when Bernadette got subbed off with half an hour left, it left me kind of feeling like that wasn't a tactical sub. That was a more like another fuck you moment from Bob Bradley to the Italians. And turns out that was pretty much the case. So this is more, this last game was pretty much Bob Bradley wait, saying, I don't wait, wait, hold shit. up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that subbing out Bernadeschi for striker Jordan Faria from TFC2 yeah. who's on an emergency contract wasn't a tactical sub? No. <laughs> wow, mind blown. A... You telling me so... some guy who's never played in the MLS coming ever... How the fuck does this happen? How does Bob Bradley still have a fucking job after this? That's... I don't know. Well, to continue with the T is that it got to the point that... Now, this is the part where I was like, ah, that's crazy if it is. But supposedly Bill Manning was not told that this was going to happen. He didn't know that Insignia was going to be staying home, and he didn't know that Bob Bradley was going to act this way with Bernadeschi. And supposedly, from what I was also understood, it's not even the two Italian guys that are starting this little, like, screw Bob Bradley. Richie LaRay has been very passionate on how he has been pissed off with how they're playing. Well, he sh- which as, is, as he should. And, which is, you know, he, he said, he goes, when your best player is a right back, and he, he realized that he, he's telling the coach, we need to change. So... I don't know. I don't. I think Bob Bradley's days are numbered, personally, from what it sounds like. But it's crazy that you know you already have so many lists of injuries, and your tactics aren't working. To pull a move like that on the weekend, even though Insignia and Bernadeschi aren't playing good, it's fucked for the. But fans they're playing fucking see. better than Jordan Faria for fuck's sake. No, but, but I have to sit there watching that shit, and he thinks it's like, a smart idea to leave them at yeah, home, like bringing in Hugo. For- Longa? Fuck off! Yeah. Like as a fan, it's fucked to see like your coaches really can't take criticism. No, like, you're really gonna leave your two best players, whether they're playing good or not. They are your two best players right now on paper, and you're gonna leave one at home and take the other one off when it's still zero zero, and you have a chance that potentially he takes one shot and goes in the net and wins. Like it's 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 pathetic at this point. Like like he has to be. Like we've had some shitty managers, but I've never seen a manager lose this locker room and lose a thing so bad as he has right now. I got my dog fucking riled up barking you know? back here to <laughs> Bob Bradley for God's sake. He hates him too because no one else can fucking stomach that bald piece of shit anymore. Fire his ass and maybe bring in, you know, I know we talked about it today, Tony, you see a few two coaches that left their teams. You know, Pirlo. Europe is having a bit of a carousel. You know, I mean, both those coaches, I mean, Pirlo, he hasn't had the best opportunities. He hasn't been given... I guess a fair shake in his 
first big coaching stint, but he did decently in Turkey with a horrible team. And I mean, Ruud van Nistelrooy kind of came out of nowhere as a as a I think this Feyenoord team won the uh, the the not the league but uh, the cup there. So I mean, like. I think that's kind of what you need is a, a legendary player to come in and kind of say, hey, we're going to set a standard. Because, I mean, Bob Bradley, he's kind of only known as the being, one, at one point, the best American coach ever. Yeah. At one point. That's his repertoire. He wasn't a great player. He wasn't even a great coach. I mean, yeah, he coached Egypt. He coached in Swansea. But both those teams did shit when he was there. Buddy, he failed at Swansea. I know. He was there for and not he, even a full season. He was there and for... And he failed at Egypt, too. Like, Mo Salah didn't go to his first World Cup for 2018 because Bob Bradley was the coach for the two previous, right? Yeah, I so, mean, he's he's won one MLS Cup back in 1998. When there was, like, Chicago six Fires. He won the Supporters' <laughs> Shield with LAFC in 2019, but he couldn't even take that team to an MLS Cup, yeah. and they were stacked. What else has he done? He won That's a Gold thing. Cup. He won a Gold Cup with the U.S., Okay, but let's be honest. The U.S. wins every other one, so At, especially in the yeah. early two thousands. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He like it's he, not like it's not like he did it this day and age where you have golden generation Canada, golden generation Costa Rica, and Panama coming out of nowhere, right? We have three, four teams that actually can beat you. Like yeah. that was back then. As you beat Mexico, you won the tournament. So like, I don't find like it's just how how what was told to me on Sunday is true. How is this guy still? Still making comments. Like, I mean, he had the balls to say that Bernadeschi's comments on Saturday were out of line. But it's like, what was out of line in what Bernadeschi said? He praised his teammates and he said the tactics were wrong and we can't go forward. I don't see what's wrong with what he said. Yeah, I agree. There was nothing wrong. You know, he, sh- he, he should have been he should have been playing uh, Jason Momoa on Fast X and riding by Ber- uh, Bob Bradley going, Va Fanculo. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, Bernadeschi, I think, was very. I think, as a fan, when you want to see your top players complain, that's what you want to see. Personally, you want to see him take the leadership role and say, you know what, you can't continue to play like this. No, dude, it, it's you honestly know, like, it's exactly what you need. And I don't see anything wrong with what he said. And it's I'm glad he can't make it. He's got soft skin to yeah. begin with. Like he reiterated again today, Bernadeschi. I mean, he pretty much said the same thing because his English isn't the best, but he said it again. It's not the players; it's the tactics. You cannot go forward and. I mean, let's be honest. Against Austin FC, that was the first time he switched the formation. Yeah, and clearly it was the he, right choice. We didn't get a know, shot on fucking net. Like, <laughs> it's just pathetic that this guy is, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's, it all goes to my mind that this guy, is, after losing twice to Montreal, was not fired right away. Maybe TFC was waiting for to see the, the carousel in Europe start spinning with the coaches because that's always what happens with like a week, two weeks left in the season. But, yeah, this is – it's going to risk a lot more than just this season if he continues to be in charge of this team. Well, the good news is by the time – well, we got to figure out when we're going to record our next Beliefs podcast because at the normal time, Toronto C will be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's two games until maybe – probably two games until the next time we record. Maybe we either get back in the winning train and we can celebrate for a little bit or we lose them both and Bob Bradley's fired and we can celebrate that on the pod. So – Hopefully next week we won't be this depressed about the yeah. state of Toronto FC. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear some happier thoughts, go back to earlier episodes in the pod. You can find them all on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at FootyLG. Uh, other than that, Tony, man, I, I, I'm i spent. I want to go get off here. 
I want to <laughs> sit back, watch this week's Ted Lasso, have a snack, and then go to bed. You know, that's, it was that's actually my it was my favorite episode of all the seasons this week. Well, I'm excited, so I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to watch it. I'm liking the longer episodes now, eh? Yeah, this week was an hour like... and ten minutes this week. So. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's <laughs> the big. Well, it's, it's that this is the episode before the finale, right? So, so I'm yeah. expecting some bit, some big things going on. So that's what I want to do. I don't want to think about TFC anymore. I want to relax. And and there, I've even got rid of my next two games, the DC and the Chicago one. I gave them both away. I'm not going to BMO. Can't pay me right now with the way this team is playing. Let's turn it around and then I'll start going back. Uh, but on behalf of Tony and myself, have a wonderful night, everyone. Make sure you're back here next Thursday for another episode of the Footy LG Pod. Have a great night.